Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. Well, today we have a topic and a guest that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, our guest is a lovely young mother, Rebecca Hagen. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for having me, Peggy. <laughs> it's great to have you here in the studio. And, uh, and we're going to be talking about a subject that is very emotional and, and scary, and yet also is full of hope. And we're going to be talking today uh, to Rebecca about her story of abortion pill reversal, uh, or we can call it abortion pill rescue, APR. This is something uh, fairly new, although Rebecca's story goes back seven years, and you'll learn more about Rebecca and uh, her family as she shares her story today. Uh, but we're in a situation today where the the method of abortion in the United States is radically changing. Uh, right now, 50% of all abortions in the United States uh, are by pill. And uh, you may have heard of the abortion pill. It's called RU486. Uh, it was developed by a French company many, many years ago, and for a long time was not widely used in the United States. Uh, our, our primary method of abortion was surgical abortion. But now there's abortion by pill, and it sounds so easy. It sounds uh, less traumatic, uh, but nothing really could be further from the truth. The abortion pill is, is a very dangerous and very emotionally um, devastating type of abortion for women. So we're going to talk to Rebecca about her story. Um, her, she has a story of abor abortion pill rescue, abortion pill reversal. She actually took the abortion pill and then found a way to reverse that, which is pretty powerful. <laughs> and and the, the good news is that abortion pill reversal is available now throughout the United States. Uh, it's become a program of Heartbeat International. Our pregnancy centers around the country are involved in a phenomenal network of about 800, now over 800, doctors and nurses and pregnancy help centers that will help a woman actually reverse that abortion if she finds us in time. And that's the challenge. Um, so so a welcome again, Rebecca. I, I want you to tell your story. Um, and but let's first have you start since you are really an expert now and and you're you're able to tell your story you've shared your story publicly you've become somewhat of an expert not in just in your own story but in abortion pill rescue and abortion pill reversal and how it works let's start would you would you just review before we tell your story what happens in an in the abortion pill type of abortion, and then what happens when a woman finds abortion pill reversal and actually reverses that abortion? Absolutely. That's a really great question. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, get RU486, the abortion pill, and chemical abortion confused with Plan B or the morning after pill, and that is actually completely different. So the reality of a chemical abortion, the way... Well, let's just say the morning after pill is something that people will take um, 
after what they call unprotected sex, or right. they just get scared, maybe I'm pregnant, they want to take a pill immediately, which really that pill is is is, is a massive dose of pretty much like the birth control pill. Right. Yeah. Now it can act as an abortifacient, but probably not most of the time. Okay. So that's the morning after pill. Right. You're right. So so good to distinguish the abortion pill from the so-called morning after pill. All right. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, oh, but go okay. ahead. So let's define the abortion pill. So the abortion pill is legal in uh, pretty much all states uh, in our country up to the 10th week of pregnancy. So that's two and a half months gestation. So we have a living baby in the womb. There's a heart already beating. There's brain waves that have started and it is legal to take this pill. And the way it works the first RU486 dose is given typically in a clinic. However, in recent years, they've been doing trials and especially during COVID have legalized telehealth. So sometimes a girl will take this not even in a clinic. However, traditionally, she will take it. She'll in an abortion clinic, right. generally. Exactly. And what she's told is that this is just going to end her pregnancy. But the way that the abortion pill, RU486, really works is when you become pregnant, your body knows um, and is uh, given an increase in progesterone. And that's how pregnancy is sustained. In fact, sometimes women who have a tendency to miscarry, you know, they've had serial miscarriages, they've done tests and they found that their progesterone level is very low. What this pill does is it takes a healthy pregnant woman whose body thinks, okay, I'm having a baby, it's getting time to go, uh, and it dramatically lowers the progesterone levels, and it tells the body, oh, wait, I'm not pregnant anymore. And so the baby, of course, can't survive that. The baby needs progesterone, and the baby passes away. The life is ended, the baby dies. So that first part of the abortion pill regimen is an anti-progesterone. Exactly. Right. And progesterone is so important for the healthy lining of the uterus and feeding the baby and so forth. So the first pill cuts off the progesterone and, and the baby dies. Right. I like to tell people to help them understand that taking RU486 is like taking oxygen away from a living, breathing, walking person. And if you take away oxygen, that is, of course, essential. You are not going to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's what RU486 does to an unborn baby. Now, you're But it takes a while for that baby to die in the womb. It and, and here's the hope for abortion pill reversal. Right. <laughs> so in between the first pill, RU486, and the second set of pills called misoprostol, which a woman uh, is not given in an abortion clinic. In fact, she's handed a pack and told, take this 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours from now at home alone, often in the bathroom, over a toilet with no medical supervision. And she's told that this will just expel the pregnancy. So they don't give it to her to take, but they give it to her to take home. Right. Yes. And it's actually very scary because what women don't know what I didn't know is that misoprostol, this second drug, is labor-inducing. And so we have very young girls and young women going home. No one knows. It's secret. No medical supervision around. And they're sending themselves into labor with a drug that is given to women at 40 weeks gestation to induce contractions and start dilation. And then they deliver uh, their unborn baby. 
in mm. that in that situation right there in the bathroom. And it's devastating. Yeah. Some people call them bathroom abortions. They do. Yeah. Toilet mm. bowl abortions mm-hmm. is what they're mm-hmm. called. Um, very devastating. And uh, I, by the way, we're going to do two programs with Rebecca. This one will focus primarily on her story, but you'll also find in our, our archives uh, another program with Rebecca that's focusing in more on how, how women are pressured into these abortions to a certain extent today and, and how devastating they are emotionally. We don't want to focus, uh, of course, our entire attention on the baby. We're also focusing on the dignity and the health and the and the, the life of the mother when it comes to this type of an abortion. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Rebecca. It's, it's a devastating and, and a lonely type of abortion. And the woman really goes through labor on her own, often totally unwarned about this. Um, by the way, if any of our listeners have seen uh, the very popular movie Unplanned, would you mention that, Rebecca, that that uh, Abby Johnson experienced an abortion like this? Yes, you're right. And it mm-hmm. is depicted in Unplanned. And I'm fairly positive that this was the first time that a chemical abortion or a medication abortion was acted out um, on film for everyone to see. And it has had such a huge impact on everyone, but especially pro-lifers who I think maybe initially didn't understand what this process was like. And what we saw in Unplanned was here was Abby Johnson, you know, taking this set of pills. It was going to be no big deal. And then she's almost hemorrhaging in her bathroom, Mm -hmm. in her bathtub. Mm -hmm. You know, blood is -hmm. is filling the room and she's in pain, agonizing pain. Why? Because labor is painful. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And and, And what should be a beautiful and natural process taken to uh, term and the beautiful birth of a baby is just so sad that women are going through this. Um, Well, let's let's briefly before we get to your story, tell about what does what does the reversal do? That is a great question. So with abortion pill reversal, there is hope. So when a woman takes that first pill to end the life of her baby by depriving the growing baby of progesterone, but does not take the second labor-inducing medication like she's supposed to, there's a window. They like to help women between 72 hours. So there's about a 72-hour window where if a woman changes her mind, say she left the clinic, that guilt, that grief, regret sets in, uh, she can actually go through the abortion pill reversal regimen. And it's not just a quick fix. It's not the abortion pill reversal pill. I hear people call it that. (laughs) And it's actually a regimen. It can be given via injections of progesterone or oral doses of progesterone. But it's something she continues on with for several weeks, Mm -hmm. oftentimes until she's out of the safe zone, which would be that first trimester. So after the 12th Mm -hmm. or 13th week. So she doesn't. Obviously, she doesn't take the second set of pills, right. which cause contractions to start and right. labor. Instead, she's given uh, by a medical professional uh, doses of progesterone that reverse that first drug. And and I believe I've heard it's about 65 to 68 percent effective. It is. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that beautiful? And so she and this is where the partnering with pregnancy centers often comes in because pregnancy centers can continue to provide the ultrasounds, make sure the baby's healthy, 
uh, walk along with her in support. And we'll talk about that more in our second program, how much support women need, even through the abortion pill rescue process. All right. Um, they're under so much pressure. So we'll focus on that again uh, in the other program that we're going to have with Rebe- Rebecca. So, um, Rebecca, let's start with your story. Okay. So you, um, this was seven years ago, I yeah. know. So you still look so young, but what, <laughs> you were 18, is that correct? I was 18 at the time, yeah. All right. Well, tell us about what happened and, and how you ended up uh, thinking the abortion pill was the solution to your problem, and then how you found abortion pill rescue. Absolutely. So to give you kind of some context into what my life was like at the time, when I found out I was pregnant with my second baby, I was 18, about a month away from being 19. So I'm a young adult. I was a freshman at Sacramento State University. I had just gotten out of a very toxic, abusive relationship. Of course, one that I had hid from my parents for years. And I also actually already had a 10-month-old baby named Eli, a baby boy that I had had my senior year of high school. And when I found out I was pregnant with my first baby, you know, it was shocking. I was a Christian girl going to college. I knew better. It wasn't supposed to happen to someone like me. But when I found out I was pregnant with my second child by this same abusive father who had just left, just exited, you know, our lives. I had just regained my parents' trust. I was living in their home. And of course, the cardinal rule was, well, you got pregnant the first time and we helped you. So there better ever, ever be a second time. You know, we only extend grace once in this house. (laughs) And maybe they didn't even say that, but you felt it. Or maybe they did say it. It was a combination. There was nothing uh, said you know, we don't extend grace twice, but my dad did say, if you were to ever get pregnant again, we would have to kick you out. Mm. I just don't do it. And here I was pregnant thinking, dad's going to kick me out. And it's not just my life anymore. It's my 10 month old baby. And I'm a broke college student. I'm 18, almost 19 years old. We're going to lose our family, our emotional, practical, financial support. I'll have to drop out of college. So I'll be uh, even poorer, right? Because now I'm never going to achieve my dreams and get a good job. No man will ever love me. My child and children will always be fatherless. You know, all of the lies the enemy tells young, scared, pregnant girls. Mm -hmm. And so in a moment of panic and fear and crisis, like so many, abortion seemed and was marketed as hope. I mean, it seemed like hope. Like I'm choosing a compassionate way for my child not to suffer, for my family to be spared the burden of another baby. Uh, And that's what culture tells us, that this is a hopeful way out and a a way to achieving your dreams is Mm -hmm. to choose an abortion. Mm -hmm. You're listening to the story of Rebecca Hagen. Um, In the first part of our show, we've talked about uh, what the abortion pill is today, the the most common type of abortion in the United States, RU486, what it is, what it does. And we've defined a, a, a wonderful alternative, the abortion pill rescue, a second chance for a girl who's taken the abortion pill to actually reverse the course of that abortion. So uh, we've gone over some of the facts um, and how it works. And now we're into Rebecca's story. Um, if you are interested in abortion pill rescue, if you 
someone possibly could be listening who has taken the first abortion pill. Let me give the um, the website of Abortion Pill Rescue, www.abortionpillreversal.com, abortionpillreversal.com, or you can call Heartbeat International's option line, which answers calls for the abortion pill reversal, which is 1-800-712-HELP. All right, in case anyone's listening and needs help immediately, Rebecca. But um, so thank you so much for being with us and sharing your story. So you, you've you shared how, um, as you were, I believe you said 19 at this point, uh, when you got pregnant the second time, your parents had helped you with your first pregnancy, uh, that you, you'd gotten back on your feet, you had broken off an abusive relationship, thought that this man was, was out of your life and you were on the right track, and then you discovered uh, that you were pregnant again. Parents had pretty much made it clear, we've helped you once, but <laughs> now we expect you to be on a different path. And and truly, abortion, the, the thoughts that went through your head, the marketing of the abortion pill, you were choosing something now to save your first baby, right? to save yourself and your family. All right. Uh, so in a way, it was a, a moral decision. Isn't it amazing how uh, our minds can be tricked into that kind of thinking? All right. So so you actually uh, ended up. Uh, tell us the story of how God, in a sense, put some obstacles up. I know your story. So he kept putting obstacles up uh, to, to to indicate, hey, you've got another alternative here, but you weren't listening. I wasn't. Yeah. So it's tell not, us about that. It's not funny how God can be right there, you know, showing us another way, uh, saying, you know, pause, I have another plan. Listen to me. Right. <laughs> and we're just ignoring him. Yes. And that's what happened. So I turned to my phone looking for an abortion clinic. There were several in my area, about eight actually, near Sacramento where I lived and chose the first clinic. And I was all set to have my abortion that day, even though this clinic really was giving me you know, crummy patient care, wasn't allowed to keep my ultrasound, things like that, that you've heard. And uh, I was all set to have my abortion that day. And the ultrasound technician told me that it was Friday, we were headed into a weekend, and it was too late in the afternoon to be given the first abortion pill. So that was the first thing to go wrong. I had a following appointment the next Wednesday. I told everyone I was going to school, lied to everyone about where I was going, and on my way to school, actually was called back. I had a family emergency, and I had to stay home with not only my son, Eli, who's 10 months old, but 10 of my nieces and nephews. 10? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God was exposing you to a lot of little children there. He sure was. <laughs> Hoping maybe something would click in. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. And it didn't. You know, I was frantic. So you missed your abortion appointment. I did. That second appointment I missed uh, because this went wrong. And my third appointment, actually, I switched abortion clinics. I decided this one is not safe. They're not kind. They're not friendly. And I decided to go to, of course, Planned Parenthood, you know, the nation's largest abortion provider. And at the last step of that appointment, they said, we're all set to go. You're going to have your abortion today. And she went to go take a sample of my blood, the final step to have this abortion. And she tried and she tried and she tried. And, you know, she's got the little elastic wrapped around my arm trying to find a vein. And she said, I'm so sorry, but you have invisible veins and I can't take your blood and you cannot have your abortion today. Mm. And this was the third thing to go wrong, Peggy. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what more could happen to me? Mm -hmm. 
uh, I'm seven weeks pregnant. At the time in California, there was a nine-week window to take this pill. And at the time, I was really thankful because Planned Parenthood found a way around this. They told me to just go get a note from my doctor with my blood type so they didn't have to take a, you know, a needle prick with my invisible veins. And so that's what I did, got the note. They, of course, told me how to get Medicaid to cover it. And I walked into my final appointment at this Planned Parenthood after everything had gone wrong, right? God's in gone my ear. right to well, stop yes. you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ahead. Now, you know, hindsight in 2020. Mm-hmm. Now I see that everything had gone right. But to a young, panicked, scared girl, sure. I'm thinking mm-hmm. everything's chaos. It makes it, you even more panicked to have it done quickly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you just keep telling yourself, I can't get attached to this baby. I can't get attached to the idea of keeping this baby mind over matter, you know, even as a Christian who's attending church at the time, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, I'd rather face, you know, my heavenly father later, because mm-hmm. he's a forgiving God, that's what I'm told, than face my earthly father now, because mm-hmm. he's not so forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just kept telling myself that. Mm-hmm. And I walked into that final appointment, finally, things stopped going wrong, or so I thought, or going right. And uh, it was March 13th of 2013. And that was the day that I actually was able to begin the chemical abortion or medication abortion process. So you took the pill that day. I did. And, you know, what Planned Parenthood told me was basically everything I had read online. This is going to be really natural. You know, this is the DIY, the do-it-yourself abortion of our age. It's going to be just like your monthly menstrual cycle. Expect some bleeding. Expect some cramping. You'll take this first pill and your pregnancy will end. Once you do this, there's no going back. And I knew that. And then tomorrow when you're ready, maybe after you take, you know, your son, and put him to bed, you'll take the second set of pills and it'll just expel your pregnancy. Hmm. And so it didn't seem all that bad. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got, you know, wrapped into making this, what I consider now, crazy, anti-Christian decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I, I, that's when I took the first abortion pill. And then the I, cause I've heard your story, which is so powerful. You went out to your car and you just had this revelation. I did. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that it was so immediate. I got to my car, which didn't take long. And I, I told you that because things kept getting pushed back, the date was March 13th of 2013. And as I sat down and I'm looking at that medication I'm supposed to take tomorrow, I thought, Oh my goodness, one year ago today, March 13th, 2012, I was in active labor with my son, Eli. And tomorrow, March 14th, the day I'm supposed to complete this abortion over the toilet was Eli's first birthday. Mm. And I thought, oh my goodness, March 14th is literally a day that I brought one baby into this world and took another one out. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as if, you know, if you're a believer and you're walking down this path and it seems well illuminated, you think you're going the right way. And all of a sudden you take that turn, you make that choice. And that's what I did. And it was like all the lights went dark and Satan himself blew out all the candles and said, gotcha. And now, you know, shame and now, you know, pain and now, you know, grief. And now, you know what it's like to have gone astray, ignored God, listened to me and had the abortion. Sounds almost like the Garden of Eden story, doesn't it? Yeah. As soon as they made the decision, right? They knew he's the. Ultimate they knew they had been tricked by Satan. Deceiver, right? Yeah, that's so powerful. But then, as as a young woman, the first thing you did was start looking on your cell phone to see if there was any kind of a reversal. And here's the miracle: it, the the reversal had not 
<laughs> had not been invented uh, except for really a very short time before your abortion. Right. It was primarily available in California. And wouldn't you know that you were in a place where there was a pregnancy center and a doctor who did abortion pill reversal. It was the very early days. Right. God just had this so planned because, you know, you've become such an advocate for women and such an advocate to help people understand abortion pill and abortion pill reversal. And you can see how he orchestrated every step of this. You looked on your cell phone to say, is there any way to reverse this abortion? And you found the website. <laughs> Amazing. (laughs) And it was so amazing because, you know, back then, abortion pill reversal didn't have a a ton of marketing. They didn't have a marketing budget. And so it was actually not on the first page. I'm so desperate. You know, I'm going through all the pages of Google and finally find the website. Right. I think you told me or said something that was on like the sixth or seventh page. How many people actually have the have the uh, initiative to keep going after you're looking at five pages and you don't find what you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah, desperate. Desperate But it was God. It was God. And you were right there where abortion pill was almost invented. It was invented there, abortion pill reversal in California, and uh, were one of the first people to go through the protocol. So um, it it was just so such a phenomenal story. So you called the doctor, you called the pregnancy center, they started the reversal process. Yes. Yeah. And and then you continued with the progesterone. I did for a number of months. All right. I did for about uh, about a month, mm-hmm. several weeks. And of course, Planned Parenthood said, you know, this is not going to work. Your baby will have severe abnormalities. And thankfully, as you know, Peggy, they were wrong. I mean, they right. were so wrong. <laughs> and they've been wrong 1,000 other times mm-hmm. with these live, successful, healthy births. Yes, we have over 100 documented babies, documented stories, pictures of moms and babies who have gone through the abortion pill reversal. And now, of course, the whole process is speeded up now that abortion pill reversal is part of Heartbeat International. And we're we're marketing it well over the Internet. Tell us, kind of, because we're almost at the end of our program, uh, tell us the the end of the story. And it's not, of course, the end of the story, uh, but the end of the abortion pill reversal when your son was born. And tell us, God, kind of wrap it up with how God tied a beautiful ribbon around all this for you. <laughs> he did, right? He can make the ugly so pretty. Yeah. And that's what he did. So my son, Zachariah, was born and he was and still is perfectly healthy. He'll be seven years old pretty soon here. A first grader. Um, no medical complications, no physical complications. I mean, you look at him and he is not just surviving, he's thriving. He's Mm -hmm. everything Planned Parenthood said he would not be. And my life now is what abortion almost stole from me. It's ministry. I'm married. I've had two more children, so I have four total. Beautiful. I've seen pictures of your family. Incredible. (laughs) Beautiful family, yes. Yeah. So uh, so you've got a wonderful husband. You've got now four children. Uh, you're involved in ministry. And as you said, really working, particularly right now with Heartbeat International, helping tell the story of abortion pill and re- abortion pill reversal. Um, and so it's it's just such a beautiful story. Rebecca, I thank you so much for being here to share it with us. And uh, Rebecca's story will be in the archives at stgabrielradio.com. And we're going to be having another story as well in the archives with Rebecca, where she'll talk more about how abortion affects women before the abortion emotionally and 
after the abortion and what's available in terms of hope and healing. So again, thank you, Rebecca, uh, for the APR abortion pill reversal website is abortionpillreversal.com. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you all for listening to the Family Sanctuary on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with Peggy Hartshorn, your host. Uh, we're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com and you can hear the Family Sanctuary every Saturday at 4 p.m. and 2 o'clock on Sunday. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com.